Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. Our first scripture lesson this morning comes from Paul's second letter to the community in Corinth from the fourth chapter. Hear the word of God. For we do not proclaim ourselves, we proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who said, let the light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in clay jars, so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be made visible in our bodies. For while we live, we are always being given up to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be made visible in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Our gospel reading this morning comes from the chapter of Mark, from the gospel of Mark chapter 2, and I invite you to stand as you're able to hear this lesson. One Sabbath, he was going through the cornfields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need of food? He entered the house of God when Abiathar was high priest and ate the bread of presence, which it is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and he gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for humankind and not humankind for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Again, he entered the synagogue, and a man was there who had a withered hand. They watched him to see whether he would cure him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, come forward. Then he said to them, is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. He looked around at them with anger. He was grieved at their hardness of heart and said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately conspired with the Herodians against him how to destroy him. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. the star that will shine in the night. You are the east and a small grain of salt, a beacon to 
Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. This is one of the Ten Commandments. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Well, today we are together contemplating Sabbath, the Sabbath that God creates, that God commands for us. And we're also kicking off our new summer worship series entitled New Creation. And in the very beginning, the very beginning, God creates. Like a painter with broad brushstrokes, God sweeps over a blank canvas and creates heavens and earth takes a white page and can see a vision of sky and land and sea, adding deepening shades of blues and greens, aquas and violet, yellow and orange and pink sunsets, flowers, insects. And then it's like God pulls out that finer detail brush to create work on monarch butterflies and sea anemones, delighting in every fine hair and tail. Imagines creatures that will fly in that deep blue sky, creates birds of the air, and a rainbow of colors and a plethora of sizes, on and on. The Bible tells us God creates with joy and inspiration and ever-unfolding wonders of the earth. In the beginning, God creates. Created the heavens and earth, the sky and the sea, the day and the night, every living creature, animal and insects, fish and mammals and human beings, human beings who are created in God's very image. Then, satisfied with that work in hand, God takes some holy rest, takes the day off, delights in what God has just done, observes, enjoys, reflects, ceases activity for a little while to just be. God takes a Sabbath. Of course, creation isn't that one-time event. It's not just a picture to be put in a frame and hung on a wall. God was and is and will create. So that divine canvas continues ever to be added to. We are particularly thinking about all the ways that God continues to create and that we are part of this new creation this summer. A time for reflection over the last year and a half. As we begin to emerge into more activity, thanks be to God, an embodied relationship, we want to do so intentionally, not mindlessly going back to exactly how things were before, but asking thoughtfully, how has God shaped us over the last year? How do I spend my time, my resources? What's really important? What do I need to let go of? What do I want to prioritize? As we emerge from this pandemic, as we seek renewal, we're going to ask ourselves, what does it mean to be a new creation? And how is our own personal renewal connected to new creation and others and our communities and the world itself? We're going to spend the next eight weeks exploring scripture and paying attention to how we can live into this new creation that Christ intends for us 
and that Christ intends for the whole world. Now, the biblical narrative is filled to the brim with stories, God's story of people who are trying to figure out what it means to be human, to reflect God's image in the world, to be part of creating with God, God's beautiful, beloved community, becoming a new creation each day. There's that story from Exodus where God's beloved children find themselves enslaved in Egypt. They're oppressed by a Pharaoh who had no regard for their humanity, for the divinity that resided in each one of them. God uses various leaders, including Moses, to help lead the people out of slavery and into liberation, into the promised land where they are free from all oppression and fear and hunger and imprisonment, and to help guide their new society, the new covenant that God has with them. God lays out some commandments for living a holy life, 10 of them, as you know. This includes don't steal, don't murder, don't commit adultery. But right alongside those, right alongside those, God says, this is also a commandment. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Be satisfied with the work at hand. Take some holy rest. Delight in what you have done and what God has, is, and will do. Observe, enjoy, reflect. Cease activity for a little while and just be. This, this is as important as not murdering or stealing or betraying your loved ones. But we don't often put it right up there in our practices. But God says, remember, as you do this, remember that you were once slaves in Egypt. You know the human tendency to commodify labor, to exploit others for your own greed or gain, oppress people who are different than you are. Remember this time, and you don't want to treat others or yourselves like that anymore, human beings who are created in my image. So God says, use the Sabbath to remember, to cease labor, to rest, to delight, to be still and know that I am God. And remember, my dear ones, that you are not God. Remember you were slaves. Don't enslave yourself or others ever again. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And then God goes on to create the command of Sabbath, not just for humans to spend some time and holy rest, but then it becomes an admonition to care for all of the land and all of its creatures. Animals, too, should take a rest, God says. Every seven years, the Hebrew Bible tells us, the land should take a rest, should lay fallow, stop producing, cease work, delight, enjoy what it creates, stop the exploitation and let it be. And then after those seven years, God pulls out this large, spectacularly colored brush and adds to the canvas and says, we also need a jubilee year. Every 50 years, the Bible says, all creation should receive a Sabbath, a total economic rest, rest, enjoyment, ceasing of ceaseless activity. It's a reset, a fresh start, a great equalizing of people who are created in my very image, God says. And that jubilee year, God adds to the painting that all debts shall be erased, all indentured servants be released, all land returned to its original owners. Can you imagine? This is God's vision. 
It's God's beautiful, creative, countercultural vision of Sabbath. Its Sabbath is resisting all the ways that the world would continue to lead us to death and instead offering God's great gift of life and love. Cease activity for a little while. Remember, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. This is a primary rule for Christians. It's foundational to who we are, how we live into God's kingdom. And if we're honest, we're pretty bad at keeping it. Our culture does do a lot of talk about self-care, and that becomes filled with rules, right? Drink more water, drink less alcohol or less Coke, get more exercise, more sleep, read, meditate, take Facebook and email off your phone, Reduce single-use plastic consumption. Don't buy clothes. Organize your clothes. Get a monthly massage. Eat out less. Cook more. You could add more and more and more. We create rules to care for ourselves. We are created in the image of God, so it's no wonder that we create. Summer seems like a good time to talk about Sabbath, to remember that Sabbath and keep it holy. We're ready to slow down the pace, to ramp up travel or relaxation, especially this summer. It's a good time for a reset. And we are this year reflecting on what we've learned over the last year, how we might want to make more permanent changes to our lives, a year with less activity, for some of us more time with family, for all of us less time with others. It has us asking, what is my priority? What do I need to let go of long-term? And what do I need to emphasize in who I am and how I live? Now, setting intentions like self-care can be a good thing, especially reflecting on our values and our lives, seeing where we can make a difference in our daily habits to live more in line with what we care about. It's good to care for ourselves. Our body is a temple, after all, Scripture also tells us. And we too often abuse it through stress and consumption, even though it's God's good gift to us. But we have to be clear that self-care is not the same thing as Sabbath. Because so much of our culture around making change or even finding rest, it becomes about actually doing more, not ceasing doing. And when we are admonished to cease doing, take a nap in the afternoon, only check your email two times a day, get seven to eight hours of sleep a night, typically, if you listen to the so that, right, it's so that, we can continue to fuel our productivity so that we are capable of doing and producing more, so that we can keep up with that rat race of economic profit and productivity, as if making and earning more, as if that gives us life and meaning, so that we can finally get what we deserve. The satisfaction that we're searching for that will come from buying this or doing that or getting this promotion and that's when God breaks in and says, remember, remember, remember you were slaves in Egypt. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Remember the Jubilee year. Today we meet Jesus in the gospel of Mark, and he's being watched carefully by the religious leaders. Jesus is a rabbi. He himself is shaped by the Ten Commandments. He is the embodiment of God's kingdom on earth. He's the one who proclaims a jubilee year. And here we find him getting called out by the religious leaders for not following every rule of the Sabbath. 
And what does Jesus say? He says, listen, the Sabbath was made for humankind, not humankind for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made so that we as humans remember our humanity as beloved children of God and then remember the humanity of every single other person on earth. And remember that God created the earth and it needs care and rest too. Because if the Sabbath exists just as a list of rules to follow without regard to how we're participating in kingdom building, that's not what God intended. What Jesus teaches here by going on to heal the man on the Sabbath is that the Sabbath is created to help us reach out to each other in love. Jesus isn't anti-Sabbath. He's anti the way it's starting to get uh, lived out with stringent rules rather than the attention. And I'll tell you, I am the first one in line who is guilty of buying into a narrative of rules and productivity, of measuring my self-worth on how much I get done and produce, rather than on being created in the image of God, full stop, created so that God delights in me. It's an easy trap to fall into, but it is false, and it is a dangerous narrative just the same. The world needs a Sabbath. We all need a Sabbath individually and communally. Need to be satisfied with the work at hand. Take some holy rest. Delight in what we have done. Delight in what God has, is, and will do. Observe that. Enjoy. Reflect. Cease activity for a little while and just be. Sabbath isn't just about zoning out and taking a nap and watching Netflix. Sabbath is intentional time to remember God. Holy time. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt. You know the human tendency to commodify labor. God teaches us to exploit others for your own gain or need, to oppress people who are different than you are. Remember, don't treat yourself or others like that anymore. Humans who are created in my very image, cease labor for a while. Rest, delight, be still and know that I am God and you are not. <laughs> Remember you were slaves. Don't enslave yourselves or anybody else ever again. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Of course, one of God's most beautiful creations is Jesus Christ. God comes to earth as one of us and walks and talks and laughs and mourns and weeps and eats as a human being embodying and living out all those values and vision God dreams and creates for the world and for us and for the earth. Jesus lives this countercultural life and calls us to follow, to do the same. As people who are trying to figure out every day what it means to follow Jesus, we've got to be countercultural, and that is really, really hard. But that's why we have each other as the church to journey together. Because we are created in God's image to create. And I believe that we can together add to God's beautiful canvas through acts big and small, through visions that are greater than our own individual self-care. And here's, I think, one of the most important things about Sabbath is that we get it all wrong. We get it backwards. Because we think that we work and we work and we work and then we rest so we can do it all again. But in fact, Sabbath is the first day. And so what God says to us 
is rest comes first. First, know that you are God's beloved children. First, pray and worship and delight in God's creation. Know that you are worthy, and so is the whole world of love and basic provisions of food and shelter and community and delight. You are created to create beauty. Know that every other person is too. So that when you go to live out the rest of your week, we should honor our humanity, honor everybody else's, honor the earth, and not exploit it. This is why Jesus heals on the Sabbath. He's honoring another person's humanity. But we do this first so that it shapes our lives, not that we wear ourselves out and rest so we can do it again. It's the first day. We engage in Sabbath so that we can resist all the world tells us is true about value and dignity and worth and earning and control and instead live into God's beautiful canvas that is made manifest in Jesus Christ, living into the world God is creating where everybody's part of that palette and radiates beauty and joy and has more than enough to eat. It's that vision where oppression ceases and God with a gentle stroke wipes every tear from every eye. Remember this. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. May it be so. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.